Hi, Jim. How are Hi, you? Hi, I'm all over the place. <laughs> like probably most folks that'll be listening in the face of this COVID crisis, it's unprecedented, right? So we don't have a we don't have like um, a lot of foundational experience to draw from in something like this, and no, not in my lifetime. Um, you know, maybe maybe a day or two uh, around. 9-11 there was some kind of oh yeah pull in and and you know i actually went to my um <laughs> you know i just right there I, is, I just watched your facebook live that you did which i think everybody should watch if you can find oh. it by the time this comes out i was just so moved by it oh thank uh, you. yeah i really was and uh, so i have a lot of emotion right now and um, and I wanted a video, even though I normally say let's not video because it's distracting. But I, I I crave that that connection of seeing another face. Yeah. You know, even though I I, I work from home, it, the, the truth is, I'm minorly impacted by my my world. I Can I ask you what was the 9/11 memory that came up? Oh yeah, yeah. So I um I uh, went to my ex-wife's house. My kids, my kids were how long ago was that? Uh, uh, to 20, 19 years ago or something. Um, Twenty years ago, September. Kids, right? My kids are like uh, seven and eleven or something. You know, a little, little young. And um, you know, it just felt so good to just be. Even though I mean, my ex-wife and I get along fine, but for for a short period of time, and certainly. In that context, it was super easy for us to get along great, and and it just felt nice to just be with everybody and not be trying to do something. Right, not to do something. We we although the country like stopped, but it was just for maybe days or a week or something. And then I remember the president was saying, "Go out shopping." I have an image of um. So I think. It must have been about three or four weeks afterwards. And one of the big things I remember was airplanes stopped. Mm. And then we were driving out to Denver International Airport to pick someone up. And I saw a plane as we're getting close come like this. And I started sobbing. Mm. Oh, planes are back, you know. And I think this speaks to it's wonderfully brought that up, right? That we there's so much about normal for all the couples out there and families, individuals listening, groups, communities, agencies, churches, synagogues, temples, like what's normal? What's predictable? What are we certain of right now? And how many of, I'm struck by what you're talking about in that, um, you know, the video. Yes. Yeah, so if you, if you go to, we can email it out to people if we want, maybe we could put a link up when you um, post this or something or, um, uh, Jim Thomas Facebook. It's about slowing down in the face of COVID. If you search it, yeah, yeah, it yeah. struck me. I, I thought I recorded this thing. It just these are thoughts, Bill. It hit me at like one in the morning on a Friday night into Saturday morning. I couldn't go to sleep, and what kept coming up was slow down, slow down. I, mm -hmm. In some ways, it's like the old Simon and Garfunkel song. It's like words were coming like slow down. You move too yeah. fast. The COVID crisis might last you're yeah. <laughs> kicking around in your stuff and yeah. trying to avoid and feeling off and so 
I just, it was an invitation to take a breath, right? This is a mighty pause. And when I breathe and go inside and you ask me how I'm doing, I, one of the things I, I have this like waves of emotion and waves of, it seems like in, a, in my telehealth work I'm doing and my family, my friends, that works. The common theme seems to be, and I hope this is helpful for listeners, I hear things like I'm experiencing, everything I'm experiencing is more intense. So if I'm having a good day, it's more intense. If I have a bit of panic about what's going to happen to my career or my job or my you know, my kids graduating from college, will they get a job? You know, these things, it's more intense. When I feel the grief and all this on so many levels, people sick or dying or I can't, I can't go. I had somebody just tell me the other day, you know, my, my kid's getting their master's degree and I can't go. They're not going to have a ceremony. I won't be able to share that. You know, they just started sobbing. It was just a friend who said, I'm never going to get that opportunity back. Yeah. We could try to do something and later and it's not the same. It won't be with the, all her classmates and all that. Yeah. So there's so much that is impacting all of us in waves and, and this invitation to slow down and find grieve together a bit, share the uncertainty to stress together through our podcast and um, and then look for the opportunities, the creativity, the meaning that we can find in this and how do we want, what do we want to learn from this? And maybe be proactive in that instead of letting the media or, you know, somebody else tell us what the meaning is or um, what's it mean to you? Take right. a pause. You can pause this podcast right now if you want and just take a breath and say, what is happening inside of me right now? What does this mean to me? What, what am I more poignantly aware of? What grief is coming up in me? What hopes, joys, fears, you know, and that we pause because we're a busy, busy culture, aren't we? On to the next thing. We want to get this thing done. We want to know the economy's coming back. We want to, we want to, and boy, coronavirus has got its own timetable. We're, we're all going to be learning. So that's, and I'm in that. I'm, in in what's the that in that uncertainty with everybody else and i'm i in therapist role i i show up in one way as a husband i'm i'm having to stretch you know my wife feels things that it, in waves at a deeper level than me i think it's a maybe it's the feminine archetype it's her personhood it's and she's needed me to slow down and come be in her her grief and and some of her anger about how this is being handled out there in the world and some of her uncertainty about what does this mean for us as people, for our lives, what does it mean for our plans? We were gonna take a little beach trip to New to Mexico and been there in years and uh, we were right at that, like we almost went, we better not go. If we'd been down there, we would have been racing four days later to the airport because they were going to close flights and bless her wisdom when she said you know you crazy optimist we're not going to mexico <laughs> i don't want to be gathered at the airport trying to get home and she was right and so i feel challenged in so many ways and i find myself 
you know, falling back on memories of having gotten through things like 9-11, gotten through the Columbine tragedy, gotten through recessions, gotten through, you know, changes in my career that happened for therapists, like, you know, managed care and things and feel it. And then all of a sudden I'm in a wave of resilience and creativity. And I say, Hey, I think I'll do a Facebook live. And now it's 1400 people listen to my Facebook live. I thought like 40 friends would listen and politely say, well, interesting thoughts, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice of you to post. Yeah. And then, How can you get 40? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, right. I, um, we do, um, in our pathwork group, spiritual group, we have a monthly meeting in person in uh, some venue and we usually max out at about 50 and we were going to cancel it. And I said, no, we don't cancel. Let's do it over zoom. And you know, you get a handful of people, but that's a handful of people that wouldn't have had that connection. So like I said, we normally top out at 50, we had 70 on it. Um, so, you know, it, it was spectacular. It was one of our best, uh, monthly meetings that we've ever had. So the that's possible too. There's opportunity in it. So I think I want to, you know, and I was struck by when you asked me, how are you doing? I just got like, oh, I'm everything. It's yeah. all, like, all the, I feel like a tangled up yarn or, yeah. or Play-Doh and the kids have mixed it all up. And then other times, I'm actually very feels so centered and creative and there's opportunity yeah. like you just said, but for anybody listening to just kind of say, Hey, wherever you're at, um, there's other people in that place right now and don't be alone in it. Fundamentally, if you're in a really distressed place, if you're, you deal with things like anxiety or depression, reach out and get help. There are therapists, I and mean, I think in a way public service, there are people who do telehealth. Your, your spiritual community probably has people you can call and talk to. If you can't go to church, temple, synagogue, your you know, Buddhist retreat, etc. Um, I also wanted to just do a little to people who are in recovery. If you're feeling your recovery really kind of like you feel like, oh, I'm getting white knuckle here. I, I'm feeling really distressed alone etc the bottle is very appealing and that crazy thing that shelter in place orders don't they, liquor stores are open so we're seeing we're seeing people who can't access other substances going you know and drinking more before you relapse call somebody sponsors are still around your friends are still around they love yeah. you yeah. they don't want you to relapse in this if you relapse don't hide it so that kind of thing, you know, and, and also I want to do one more shout out is there's a lot of people dealing with stuff that are made worse by the COVID crisis, but they feel more alone in it. Like they're, they're fighting cancer, for example, and they have to go to the hospital by themselves. Yeah. You know, and their husband has to wait in the car while they get their chemo and their husband or wife used to sit next to them and hold their hand. There's just many layers to how we're being impacted and there's opportunity, creativity, and what meaning do we make of this? I love what you said about your pathways meeting. Biggest one ever. Really powerful. Yeah, I, I mean, right, I, I, right. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm struggling, wondering where I am about, now you've got me thinking, because I, I don't, I, I, you know, I meditate every morning, but I haven't really been meditating about this. I've been meditating as usual, if you will, on this sort of, I don't know how to say it, but the n normal kinds of things that I would do. 
I haven't, I don't feel like I've, I feel like I'm in some level of denial or some level of at least suppressing my feelings. I, I know very few people that are affected. I know one person, one, an, a niece is the only person I know is affected. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, I may know others that I don't know of. Um, I work from home. I, my life is my, you know, the, the, my wife's home more. I like that. Uh, you the bonus, the benefit. Yeah. Right? She's, bringing, she's bringing me food every 15 minutes and feeling like she has to do the dishes all the time. I wish, you know, she doesn't, but. Um, You're just glad to have her there. I am. And, um, and yet, um, the, you know, unspeakable um, tragedy happening. Um, and I, I, um, I, I'm afraid to tear, tune into it. I think I, I don't listen to the news. I mean, I cannot tolerate the way, uh, for example, our president has been handling some of the things he's been doing, which just, I find so unconscionable. Um, I can't watch it. I don't, I, you know, and, um, Well, there's something to be said for what you're saying, right? Because at one level, you're you're sort of deciding for yourself in a very healthy way. It sounds like to me, if I can reflect it back, that the news isn't good for me right now, and I don't want to get into the internet cycle or the cable news cycle or the the get lost in some argument on a social media, Facebook or something. And when you're meditating, maybe my reality as Bill is... I'm doing in this moment, like Eckhart Tolle or someone would say, what's right now, he has that great reminder, you know, what problem do you have in this moment right now? Right. And you're saying, I don't really have any. And that's okay. If you're doing relatively well with this, um, it's okay. We don't need, I don't know that feeling bad about doing well helps anyone. The opportunity of listening to sorrow is that one, it's, I think it's part of life. And we are a culture that generally thinks that somehow sadness and sorrow or this, we measure our lives based on the absence of sadness and sorrow and the, and the presence of like joy and productivity and achievement and things like that. But this life, comes with pain and sadness and loss and then if we listen to the sorrow maybe we find some meaning in it in some place where we want to contribute from our relative comfort if you're a person listening to this it's safe and physically distanced and you can have groceries delivered and maybe you're a bit more introverted so it's i had somebody that said to me i'm in i'm in introvert heaven (laughs) <laughs> nobody expects me to be anywhere i don't have to be in any big groups um then maybe by listening to that sadness you there may be some way you want to contribute like this podcast i think mm-hmm. that's what you did you're like jim we got to talk yeah there's we'll that and there's, um well we have joanna i guess to thank for actually yes um uh, um well, I'm, I'm also uh, really looking at how I can be of service. So, for example, we have hundreds of pathwork teachers around the world that are not technophobes, but just not technically adept. And so for, I'm trying to organize some trainings, free, free trainings for them to nice. use Zoom effectively and 
you know, enjoying learning about things like breakout rooms and. There you go. So it's good for us to have things to do at this time, you know, to like acknowledge the stress we're in. Um, and and um, you know, be aware of it, and 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 then to use this uh, the stress and the opportunity to to do something. I think what I I wonder if we could just talk for a moment about give kind of a therapist perspective from you know my attachment therapy lens and stuff about what I wonder is happening to people out there that might be listening, which is when this first started to unfold in your community. And, and if you're in the United States, this is unfolding in waves, which is different than say, if you're listening from Canada, a lot of the European countries, if you're listening from some of the Asian countries, New Zealand, for example, where a larger community went in to a different state altogether. So there's a bit of a difference in our experience here, right? That some people are still in states where there's no shelter in place order. Maybe not by the time you process this and post it, but where some people are in states that have been in a shelter or in place order for three or four weeks. And so when you're talking to your relatives in another state or something, you may be, we're all sort of in the same soup, but you might be, you're on the edge of the soup and it hasn't boiled yet or something, you know, and I'm in the middle of it. Um, the experience when I was talking to a colleague in New York City and started talking about the rate of death and, you know, it's up to like, yeah, it's like a tough one. Skip this part if you don't want to hear it. But she said on Saturday night, um, we're at one person every five minutes. Wow. Boom, I suddenly like, whoa, okay, how are you doing, Alana? How's it going? And, you know, that must be so tough. Um, and then I think also when this first happens, we we tend to either, there's like panic, does this mean for me because am I gonna lose my business? Am I gonna be laid off and furloughed? I don't know how to use these government programs. And in the United States, there's a lot more experience of, um, I heard they passed a bill, but what does it mean for me? Yeah. Versus I was talking to a Canadian colleague and it's like, well, we all are just getting this benefit. You know, and we just get it and it's, we don't have to go through. So that's just to recognize it. There's this global experience with micro differences. So we either have panic, or I think then we have, there's another response of like, oh, this is a precious chance to like spend more time with my kids, more time with my partner, more time with myself. And then, you know, the couple, this is kind of just couples connection. Oh, look, you're home, this is great. And then I'm thinking about you and your wife, and it starts to get complicated, but down the road, it starts to get a little on my nerves that you're doing the dishes all the time. I don't really want food every 15 minutes. And then when you're white, maybe I was thinking, Bill, that we would have more kind of emotional intimacy since we have all this time, but you seem really wrapped up. You've got all this stuff you're doing and I'm kind of bored. And here comes our negative cycle or our pattern and that, or people have kids and it's a real pleasure to have kids, but now I got to help with online school. And all of a sudden, I was like, I'm not a, not a professional teacher. I don't know how to motivate these kids. These kids don't want to. I, I don't know what to do with their music lesson. I can't read notes. How do I help them practice the recorder or the clarinet when I don't have And I have to listen to it, you know. So it starts to get complicated. And I think then we start experiencing waves of emotion, waves of distress, waves of calm, especially for folks who don't have like a meditative practice, right? It's a real blessing. 
you, you have something built in. It's a wonderful gift in a time like this. You've yeah. built those muscles up for a lot of the rest of us. It's like, yeah. <clears throat> and then we start going towards distraction, like, and, and you know, hell, you know, it's okay. We, we, we go binge Netflix or something, Hulu, Prime, On Demand or whatever. Um, and our emotional strategy differences start to emerge and we're contained like this. You tend to do it this way, I tend to do it that way. And that's where I think the opportunities exist. Oh, I, I so agree. Um, you know, the, one of the Pathwork lectures that I um, love is called the spiritual meaning of crisis. And it's not about what's the meaning of the crisis itself. It's about what's, what's your reaction to it. I mean, everything's about your reaction. Viktor Frankl, you know, it's all about the one thing they can't take away from you is how you're going to respond. And it, so it's, in that sense, um, a phenomenal opportunity. And um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just I, I mean, my wife, my wife and I have had, I and mean, we we have a, a phenomenal relationship, but we have had more intimacy than we normally have had. Um, and there's another choice we could have made. We could be pissed off at each other being in the way all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is somehow I'm, your video went away and it's just me, which might be frightening for a lot of people. I'm back, I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, what did I want to say? More intimacy, your wife, in some ways, you said. Uh, yeah, and there's, I mean, we're really called to be. So, so Christ, the so spiritual meaning of crisis is it breaks up old structures. Mm -hmm. the, the, you know, the bad behavior you might have had gotten away with while you're only together an hour of the day isn't sustainable when you're together 24 hours a day type thing. Oh, man, you're heading home. That's so, what happened with my wife and I because yeah. we were. I think initially felt, you know, a big, big bond and, but I'm also in this therapist role, supervisor, figuring out what's happening to trainings. I'm getting requests to like interview and, and, um, and some of my coping strategies that aren't great for her in a relationship, like you said, I could get away with in short bursts. And she really, you know, called to me a couple of days ago and yesterday and said, you know, I'm I was like, oh, I'm being rather churlish, boorish <laughs> in my behavior towards the most important person in my life mm -hmm. because she's processing things in a different way than I am. And I don't want her to be alone in that. I don't right. want to be, and I want her to be able to be sad and go through her waves and have me ride her waves rather than be like a seawall. You know, right. she hits my, the waves hit me and I'm like, stop, those aren't my waves. And, uh, been very humbling for me. And I think I want to sort of normalize that to people that you, I love what you said, the, the spiritual sort of emotional psychological opportunity here is crisis. You sort of start to like what's solid in our coping and our resilience and what's well, it's like paper tiger or house of cards yeah. and assume if you're listening or watching, we all have what this is why don't go shaming people because they're not going through it as solidly as you are or something because we all have some part that this is oh, stressing yeah. and, and some part of and an opportunity to say, you know, what's in my shadow looking at it that way. 
when this comes yeah. up or what's what isn't as um solid and resilient and stuff as i thought it was in my relationship to myself my partner my family my yeah. community yeah and what an opportunity to come together against this background of scary times we need each other more than ever and we need ourselves more than ever right you know we need to not project out our fears on i mean that's that's not sustainable um, well and also to normalize we're gonna we have to share our fears so there's like subtle difference between like projecting out with our fears and saying i'm scared i'm scared in this or today i'm scared tomorrow i might be hopeful i'm like a I'm a musical, you know, and I don't know what the next song's going to be. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be a happy song or a dirge or an angry song and be patient with me. So I want to like kind of frame what I'm, I think we're saying is there's, there's this initial reaction to this, wherever it hit you, maybe, you know, it hit you sooner in say Washington, you know, then it hit us in Colorado later in Florida, it hit you and you have your initial reaction, which is like either, you know, I kind of panic, there's opportunity, it's okay, my job's solid, I get to work from home, it's kind of fun. I made a joke today on Facebook, I said, a side benefit of telehealth, I can come to work in my sweatpants, they're so comfy, <laughs> and nobody sees my pants, right? Then the complications start to come. And were those complications for you, or the financial complications, personal, the, I can't go to church or synagogue or temple, I'm gonna miss that waves of emotion this thing i want to normalize it feels like people are experiencing things more poignantly and our emotional strategy differences start to come and some relationships are ending as a result of this 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 stressor some are getting stressed in ways that are really humbling people and some people like your wife and you are able to use it to have more intimacy so that as these complications come in and we start to tire of the stress, the uncertainty, ways of emotions, emotional, like psychological, spiritual differences might get heightened. Here's the opportunity, what you said, crisis, the old idea of crisis is danger and opportunity together. Then what do we do? The video you're referring to, a message to slow down. Take a mighty pause. Even if it's just once a day or for five minutes, go lean on a tree, right? Watch a sunset. See puppy videos. I saw a picture just, and it was this dog with the most happiest face. And there's this like a U shape of, of cows. It's a farm dog. And they're all trying to say hi to him. And two of the cows are like, kissing his face. And he looks so happy and it made me feel peaceful. Mm -hmm. And I said, Jim, pause. Feel the dog smile. They're still dogs. They don't know what's going on. Be a dog for a few minutes. Just slow down. So finding ways to slow down, connect with like nature, connect with music. I have um, I listen to classical music um, in the morning on uh, National Public Radio, and the local station has been doing these um, little, um, you know, people just calling in. And one woman said, "It's very calming for me." to listen to music that's been composed over some 300 years up until just the song you played yesterday that was a year old, yeah. to know that the music will stay. Yeah. 
the music's here to comfort us that's slowing down and then in slowing down what you talked about like i think i'm doing pretty well i don't know if i want to go into more vulnerable spaces but also welcoming the vulnerability that's in there if it comes up because that vulnerability is an opportunity for us to share with each other and that's where i was falling short with my wife you know i teach and help all these other people and i wasn't being there for her so i get a chance to be humbled yeah. look at my steps yeah. try to make amends so yeah. initial reaction complications waves emotional strategy differences psychological spiritual differences come up there's opportunity in that relationally and there's danger in it we could rigidify we could just get into a we could tell somebody else to deal with it this way we could you know, end a relationship because we're in a panic. We could relapse and drink. We could, right? How can we slow ourselves down, open up to this experience and share it with each other? Find a, find a new way to be together that um, is sustainable, that, that's, that's exciting in its intimacy and its, its slowness. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. Exciting and intimacy and slowness, a new way to be together. And then we can take just that one thing and layer it, I call it. Like, yeah. how can I have that relationship with myself? Yes. Slow down and a more intimate, sustainable relationship with myself. If you find yourself in this, like, I just, wow, I spent a lot of time in doubt. But I spent a lot of time, like, judging other people about how they're dealing with things. I spent a lot of time in shame, you know. I'm really beating myself up. I should have seen this coming. You know, I should have been more prepared. Whatever that is, you get to meet that part of yourself right. and say, hey, I want to have a different relationship with you, right? Then so, it's that in your personal relationships, your marriage or your partner or your best friend, your family. And then also what about our communities? What about the earth? The earth is breathing right now. Oh, yeah. I have a friend with asthma who's told me, I haven't breathed, breathed, breathed this well in years. Because mm. in her it's city, not shaking also. you don't hear about that. What is it? That the earth is not shaking as much. Have you heard about that? No, I can't. That's wild. There's a, you know, seismologists are able to measure things they've never been able to measure because the earth isn't shaking as much. You can imagine that. From all of our movement, huh? Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, um, so, so we, we get a chance to take a little gut check about things like how much I drive my car, how much I consume, how much I, how do I show up in this world? What's, am I showing up in the way now that I have this pause, the things I did do to keep myself busy or distracted or whatever, um, is it really the way I want to show up? You know, conscious couples counseling connection, right? How do I want to show up in the world? And this is that invitation. We get to take a mighty, mighty pause and not judge our initial reaction. Yeah. Not beat ourselves up because this is complicated and hard to process and we have waves of emotion. Right. We're starting to feel how which strategies work and which don't and where do they come from? Because part of this, I mean, maybe the last thing I would say is I think it's so essential to realize we're experiencing this as emotional beings, right? We're, we're emotional beings like a dog or a cat or a chimpanzee or an elephant or something that 
don't have the intellectual capacity to be aware that the whole globe is struggling. Mm. And that is a, a unique, terrifying, humbling, and great opportunity all at once. Mm. That's why maybe you're like, I'm not listening to the news. I, don't, I can't do it right now. I would just get flooded by it. And somebody else can't stop. But that it was an emotional experience at the root. Everybody's a bit scared. Everybody's a bit sad. Everybody's a bit hopeful, joyful. It's all in there. We just have these big brains that can take in so much. There's so much information to process right now. So maybe we could be gentle with ourselves that, you know, different people, different. We're all putting this experience into pre-existing beliefs about the world. That's the other thing that's fascinating to me. It's like ah. how, how people's experience of COVID is so framed by how they view the world socially, politically, philosophically. Ah. Mm. So, so I want to open up to what's actually happening and learn. I'm learning a ton about epidemics epidemiology that I didn't know I, and I'm fascinated by it and I find myself wanting I find myself wanting to hear what scientists are saying about all this and put this into a larger context and I get excited when I hear you know here's the approaches they're going to take to try to find the vaccines and how they're trying to discover antiviral drugs other people go into you know it's a conspiracy it's a hoax it's a um like you can pay attention to like kind of where your brain wants to take right. this unprecedented thing from, and frame it. From the people who brought you the Holocaust. Right. Here comes a new conspiracy. Yeah, right, right. And, and so anyway, that's, I don't know where I... Yeah, my, yeah, my, my neighbor, I, I, uh, I don't know if you know, I have bladder cancer, which is in some... I did not. It's in some good state. And the treatment that I used to have to get for it is called BCG. It's a kind of uh, bovine tuberculosis, tuberculosis that has a, some kind of effect. And you're actually using BCG. My, so my neighbor is an 85-year-old former, he used to run a lab. He's like a salmonella testing lab. And so he's like deep into this and he's, he's all there. And um, so he's saying, hey, it turns out that the BCG might actually give you an immunity. They're using BCG to treat uh, COVID-19. Mm. There's a side benefit for you. Uh, how are you doing with our conversation, man? Uh, good. Good. I, um, I have just a bunch of random thoughts come up that I feel like sharing. One is I, I, I was amused by one, one of my friends who uh, works from home, does what you did, but mostly works from home. And, uh, and now her husband's home all the time. They're definitely questioning the open floor plan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a big booming voice. Now you hear the No yep. way to get away from him. Is that HIPAA compliant, an open floor plan? Yeah, yeah right, right, exactly. And, um, and just the earth, just, just, you know, if you, if you are a doer, if you've got to be doing something, why not have a project about how to how to connect better with yourself? Like, come up with that kind of a project. Mm, yeah, or connect. Is there someone you haven't talked to in a long time, and you just want to let them know? We may have drifted apart, but you had a big impact on me. I I've been meditating on um 
you know, Fred Rogers, beautiful, that he did once a day, he would stop and pause and say, I'm going to reflect on those who loved me into being. Loved me into being, that's right. And I've been just calling a call, hey, they might be listening. One of my couples, like, you can't call everybody I've worked with, but I'll be meditating and thinking of a couple and I just maybe send them an email or a phone call and, and a couple have answered the phone, which is rare in this busy time. And, oh, hi. Oh, we haven't seen you in like six years. And I said, well, this was, I wanted you to know that you guys had a big impact on me. Yeah. And, um, just having an opportunity to connect with self, with whatever we value. Yeah. That's where the grief can be of use. In what sense do you mean? Because the things we're grieving have to do with things that matter to us. And we start to realize, I'm like, I feel it, you know, I start to realize like the going to this, like stopping a couple of times in the morning to this little enchanted grounds coffee shop. It's sort of on the way to work, but I have to kind of go out of the way and I do it because I love the, these baristas that work there, these folks that are, they're, you know, in their twenties, thirties, early forties, and they're gamers and they, they have interesting stories. And I just will chat with them and it's random you know, when I can chat with them and we'll have these most interesting conversations and I miss my interesting conversations. Mm, yeah. So it tells me it means something to me. Yeah. Like I can't hold, I can't go like hug my son and daughter, you know, yeah. doing physical distancing and one's out of state and it tells me it means something to me. Yeah. It means that I miss, I do these therapy intensives and they're kind of on pause right now and I'm getting creative and some people want to do them on zoom and, I'm even thinking about doing it in my backyard and come in through the gate. Like we'll pick one restroom they can use. We'll sit in the backyard nine feet apart. We'll do therapy, you know, but I woke up one morning just crying. And I was, why are you crying? And I said, I miss being with the people. So that yeah. maybe grief and sadness, it's a chance. Oh, this is really important to me. And when I get a chance to get back to some of those things I did, I took for granted. Maybe I do a little deeper, just a little more poignant, sustainable. Yeah. That's what I mean by, <clears throat> and the joys we take, what are the joys you're feeling when you do get a good day, you get to lean against a tree, you get to take a walk because you live somewhere where you can still walk or your an old friend calls or you have a nice chat with the neighbors from across the way, you know, while you mm -hmm. do your physical distancing and you find yourself, God, I haven't talked to those neighbors in years, and I, what's that joy? The right. joy of connection, right? To listen to these emotions, they're, they're important. We're emotional beings. We are all, first and foremost, emotional and, beings. And these times remind people that we are connected, and we are interdependent. And so, like, I always, I have this loop that I walk, because I work from home, I do it all, I do it several times a day when the weather's nice. And I'm usually the only one I see, or I might see one or two. Now, you know, you see everybody, people I have no idea even lived in my little loop. Mm -hmm. and, um, and everybody wants to connect. Nobody, uh, like, you know, there's it, no like where you wave or say hi, and they don't, you know, just pass you by. They, they're not going to pass you by. Yeah, and I, I, that's right. And I, I mean, one thing I, been conscious of is like when I do go to the grocery store I say thank you for 
Yeah. You're putting yourself at risk so that I can come get this olive oil and these other things that I need. Thank you. And, and thank you, my gosh, to nurses and doctors and orderlies and receptionists and the cleaning crew and everybody that are at like hospitals where no matter what they do, their chances of catching this and they still go in and they remind me, maybe I close with this. They remind me of, I think about both of my grandfathers were coal miners. Mm, wow. And I think about back before there was any like OSHA, you know, health safety masks they could wear. And I'll think about, cause I, I read this in a, a history book once with this, because I never got to talk to either of them about it. They, they died, you know, and uh, my, my step-grandfather, who's my grandfather um, for me. But um, I remember he said, it's quite a thing. You love your family and you need the money. So you go down in there. But you know, there's no old coal miners. Mm. You're going to be hacking up the black stuff soon. Sooner than later, he says. And I think about the bravery of those people yeah. that are out there putting themselves on the line in these hospitals. And a, and one of the most moving things that's helped me the last few days as a news consumer is 7 p.m. The 7 p.m. applause. What in is that? City. In Manhattan, people spontaneously has been spreading all over the city. Mm-hmm. At 7 p.m., they're applauding. They're leaning out their windows. They're standing on their stoop and applauding, especially near the hospitals, because that's where the shift change happens. Yeah. Wow. And maybe, maybe you could we could all just give like a standing ovation mm. to those frontline soldiers in this war on a virus, like you said, that knows no. We're just cellular beings that wants to inhabit and replicate itself, yeah. and it doesn't give it hoot about our gender or gender identity or relationship orientation our size or skin color our faith or our beliefs are the things that divide us maybe 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 we could all just take a chill on being so damn intently committed to our divisions because this virus doesn't give a crap yeah it just doesn't care. And, and maybe this is an opportunity to breathe in and remember what you said. We're just all humans, man. Take a mighty pause. We'll get through this. We'll see you on the other side. We will get through this. One way or the other, we'll all get through this. It will get better. And what do we want to learn from that? Yeah. How do we want to show up a little differently? Like you said, in a, I like your word, sustainable way. On all levels. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that gratitude you express, and I'll express mine to you. I've always, I always feel, um, I always feel so much more connected to myself when, when we oh. appreciate that. Well, thank you very much. I, I, I feel Fred Rogers. <laughs> say, uh, thank you very much. It's been very nice to to meet you and I'm wondering if I could take a picture of you so that I can take it home to my wife and tell her about my time with Bill. And if, if my baby, my babe is listening, my honey, 
most important person in my life, the greatest gift. I I hear you, babe. I'm I want to ride the waves of grief with you and surf your waves and surf also your frustration and your your sadness for Mother Earth and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I hope each of us can find that in ourselves to find a little a way to be more gentle with ourselves and those people around us and use this as an opportunity to say stay physically distant but emotionally connected. Beautiful. And please give your wife my love. Oh, thanks. You likewise. Great talking with you, Jim. Thank you.